good morning pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. 11.17 on the beautiful <laughs> this is a spring morning I mean I don't see I'm not feeling anything of winter anyhow um, February the 16th yeah mm -hmm. I mean, they're very nice I think they're forecasting temperatures of like 18 by Sunday so things are warming up gonna drop again but I mean, obviously, 18 is uh, very warm for for the season. Anyhow, beautiful, beautiful morning. <coughs> so, um, oh, that's right. My uh, there was an extra podcast because of uh, I felt the Holy Spirit moving through me <laughs> to record. Uh, a bit yesterday while I was going on that walk, which was very, very nice. I ended up being uh, a little slower, you know, and then at times I could hear the birds more. You know, it's so interesting how you can be, you know, fading all of that in the background and your voice, you know, the, the untethered soul. I don't know if you've heard of that book, and it talks about that kind of, that, uh, pestilence of a neighbor that is your ego anyway it's an interesting book i kind of i don't know didn't feel like it was quite quite enough but that being said interesting book <coughs> and uh but there is definitely something to be said about how noisy That voice is definitely I am uh, forevermore mindful of that, you know, during the meditation. It's it's amazing how you get sidetracked. How I get sidetracked so easily. Sometimes speaking of getting sidetracked, I don't think this cat is gonna wanna have anything to do with me. Yeah, you avoid. <coughs> I was like, I don't want to be behind you. They're pretty skittish, the cats around here. Hmm. Anyhow. So, yeah, had a nice evening. And here we are. Just one more day, really, really, really enjoying. I mean, it's... As of late, it's basically mostly kind of gratitude, simple pleasure, and then just, uh, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about that, I think, too, last night, about kind of being in a bubble, you know, and I don't feel bad about it, I don't think it's a good or bad thing, but it's definitely the, the awareness that, you know, it could be a part of me to kind of... Uh, you know, control the environment. I don't quite see. I mean, that argument kind of falls flat eventually because what else would I be doing? You know? Would I see myself doing something else? Or, you know, do I feel like I am uh, cheating myself out of something and I don't have anything to come up with? You know? 
and uh, hold on, cleft. <coughs> I just don't see it. If it is, I don't. I don't know. And of course, you can't go past the choices you don't understand. So, obviously, if, if you're not aware of it, then nothing else can happen. So, and whatever that means, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, definitely I can see that. I could appreciate that, uh, that angle, that point of view, you know. I mean, and I do, I do, I, I do like some, well, I mean, I don't think there's anything strange, actually, about that. To, you know, to, to like things, like when I mop the floor, I don't like it when somebody step on it while it's wet. It's happened to me, I think, a couple of times where I did it. You know, when it was like I was basically being a thoughtless dick, which is interesting. You know, such a hypocrite here. But it almost never happens. And this one was kind of like, I kind of need to be or to go there. But that happened very, very rarely where I had to step on that wet floor. I really don't like to do that. So it's not just for me. But even if somebody else, you know, if somebody's mopping the floor, it's going to be nice and clean. And let it dry. And it's, it's, it's a little harder to get it dirty. So, you know, basically when I, uh, when I do the floor, you know, by now I can leave the, the house open, bunch of the windows and the door, as long as it's not too windy because there's no way to secure the window. So, uh, the window panels, they're not the one that you slide side to side. You just kind of open them inwardly. Old, uh, old style, so they just bang on the wall. Otherwise, not good. Not good. And they can be we can be windy here at times, but then it dries pretty quickly. Or I'll do something else. You know, I'll, even when it was cold, when I was doing the bedroom, I do this funny thing. I would mop two thirds of it, and then find myself like on an island, and then I would resume my languages for you know 15, 20 minutes. And then move the stuff out of that spot where I was, and then <laughs> mop the last remaining area. Anyway, it was a way to uh, to deal with that. So I enjoy that. You know, I enjoy like I find myself slowing down. So when I'm cleaning, when I'm doing menial tasks, uh, those things which are really not really valued. You know, like uh, to give you an example, in the morning. So. I turn the, the gas off from the bottle, you know, I switch it off. So I basically will turn the light over the stove, which kind of gives you a nice kind of intimate setting, which I enjoy in the kitchen. And then you have to open the, the gas and then turn the stove on, you know, and to put your stuff. And sometimes I'll find myself doing two things at once, meaning I can't be looking both ways. So I'll basically be doing one thing with my hands with muscle memory. And what I'm finding myself doing is actually stopping that and being like, what's a rush? You know, I don't have to be anywhere. You know, there's no reason for me to do this thing faster. Couldn't it be enjoyed? Couldn't, even like step, going down the stairs, uh, it's kind of like, uh, why am I not looking at that foot, you know, doing these amazing things, which is, you know, stepping down. Why am I uh, somewhere else? 
So it's interesting, this kind of uh, judgment call in terms of what's valuable or not, you know, where the attention is put. And of course, you know, at times, in some specific situations, it's great that you do that, that you can prioritize, you know, and then you deal with, you can concentrate and hone on what's important and discard the rest. That makes sense. But I'm not like a Formula One driver. You know, it's not like a, my life is so, so busy. So I'm like, I have the time to actually being more mindful with all of these things. You know, I don't spend that much time in the kitchen, you know, anymore. The way that I do my things. So I'm like, anyway, so kind of being mindful of that. So again, in my bubble, quite a few things, but it is interesting, you know, so that I have my things kind of organized. And I guess it kind of makes sense. If you're on your own, you're going to have things organized your way, which is possibly one of the reasons, you know, if you've been doing it for a while, that it's going to be hard for you to, to start a relation. I'm not sure if it's that black and white, actually. I think if you really are the person with whom you want to be, those things will work themselves out, you know, and then there'll be patience and tolerance, you know, and uh, compassion from both sides, and then it'll work out, you know, and then, because what's most important is not that something be arranged in a certain way or that you be right, as one of my teachers used to say, you can either be close or you can be right. And if you want to be with that person, if you're older, you've had life experience, you have, quote-unquote, some wisdom, then you more than likely are coming to term with the appreciation of that quality, which is the compatibility with another human being, how rare and hard that is to find and to maintain. The sustainability of it is not easy. So I actually, <coughs> I possibly might disagree here and say that for somebody, and again, what what what's crucial here, uh, <laughs> what's crucial is that the state of mind of that person, you know, or why that person is looking at starting a relationship. If it's because you don't want to be alone, you know, or if it's because of the convenience of what the person can do for you, I'm not talking about that. But, you know, somebody with whom you want to share more, you know, if that is really that just because of who that person is and who you find yourself being when you are with that person, then I do believe that the rest is small potato. Because I, I don't think life is that complicated, you know, when it comes to that. I think we just, more than likely, are not honest enough with ourselves. I think that's maybe one of the big ones. We just get up on the wrong foot. And from there, on, what, what, can go, what can go right if everything that you advertise about yourself, what you're going for, doesn't really have as, nothing to do with you, but it's an idea that you have, or it's a means to an end, or it's what they told you, and, and you just are not making a stand for who you are, for whatever reason that is. There's reason for everything, but eventually what? Eventually we die, so... I guess you can lean on that and, and justify your whole life kind of as a victim or basically kind of owning, to start to own what is your understanding of who you are and not because you're going to be liked or accepted and valued by others. Then it's kind of like a shift of your 
value system, you know, of what's important, what matters to you, what influences you. And it doesn't, it stops being the world. You know, obviously I'm not talking about not caring, you know. Uh, and of course, I'm not talking about friends or people who are special in your life. Now, those are going to have a, uh, a different impact. They're going to have a, a louder speaker. Um, altavoces or parlantes. But the shift is that you do not doubt your, your self-esteem is raised up and you accept and an honor that which, to your best of your understanding, constitutes who you think yourself be. And it's not about that you're perfect, you know, but it's like this is what you have to work with. And if you don't, if you don't lean on that, that understanding, then you are basically a leaf at the mercy of the wind in a different way, uh, meaning not in such a positive way. And I guess, you know, to each is on. We each are where we are. But if you do not honor what you feel, what you desire, then you will not be able to explore them. You will not be able to learn from them. And my guess is for the majority of them, you will eventually transcend them. And then you will move on to a new place. And then there will be a new trap and it will be a new, new learning experience. Sometimes I almost slur my speech. And, uh, and what an interesting Camino that is, you know, for each of us. And it's always different. And it doesn't need to make sense. In many cases, it won't for somebody else. But that's not the point, you know. The point is not that we look good or we feel good about what the world thinks about us. Is that coming to terms with that that's who I am. And the best way moving forward is to play with that. Instead of uh, making it politically correct, you know. And so, you know, and again, of course, the other extreme is not to give a damn about nothing on the body. So when I'm mentioning my bubble, I guess in a way I could say I'm maybe referring to that a little bit. Uh, and it's not like I don't. I don't. I don't think I do. You know, what's frustrating is that most of what people tell me, it's so fucking boring that am I in denial, you know? Am I just so overly arrogant that I just can't see past myself? So am I the extreme, basically, on the other end, which is like I am so in touch with that, what makes me who I am, that if it doesn't fit with that, the discourse, I'm not interested. And I don't feel that's the case. I really don't. But it's like, if my no is a no, it's a no. You know? I'm sure I've brought up several times, but with Glenda, we would have those conversations, and I would be like, I will always hear what you have to say. You know, I'll be happy to repeat it to you, to show you that I've listened to you, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with you, because I'm your husband. It doesn't mean that I have to always take your side, quote-unquote, you know, because of course I'm in, always going to be in your corner. But if I'm calling bullshit what you're saying, I'm going to call it bullshit. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it's like, it just is what it is. And what would that be an issue? You know? So it's something that I've been dealing for quite a while. This idea of how does one behave? You know? 
if you're a good friend, if you're a good husband, a good brother, whatever it is, you know, good, if you, that idea of good, you know, what, what, how you have to perform. And for me, I mean, I'm so fucking past that. I mean, regardless, I, I have made my, uh, I've made my bed, you know, I'm, I'm laying in it. But uh, I just can't stand this political correctness. I mean, that's why I think some of my stand-up comics that I really like, they are just so outrageous. You know, it's not like, they're not, the, the, they're not prophets, but it's refreshing to me to have somebody who is not saying what's expected, who is just not patting you on the back all the time and, you know, always looking to be patted. And of course, you have a lot of those people, even, you know, stand-up comic. I mean, that's what the majority is that are just doing that, you know. They're finding out what actually works. And they know that the other one don't. I mean, they are funny, you know. But what's most important for her, for them is to speak their truth and to be able to voice it. And then basically for some of them, they feel like they have to have that... That... Uh, no, not potential, no. Voilà. That, uh, hold on a second. We have, uh, <laughs> we have this very funny car. I think you don't need a license to drive those. Anyway. But they feel like they have to put muscle behind it. Yeah? Muscle grease. Elbow grease. Here we go. Put some elbow grease in it. And, uh, and even some, you will hear them preempting or almost protecting the bit they're about to do by trying to tone it down, to be like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm about to give it to you now, so you big guys, right? You can handle it. Electric bicycles. I was looking at this guy here. He looked like a quite a chunky monkey going up on that hill, and I'm like, I couldn't tell. But I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you have an electric bicycle. I wouldn't mind one of those, though. I have to say, well, I mean, I don't have a use for it now, but I could see myself in the future getting one of those because I just don't like it. It's not that enjoyable. I like going uphill on the foot, but by bike, not really. Anyway, to go back to our chickens there. Um, so, so yeah, it's. I'm, I'm sure it's one of the appeal. Sometimes I get so saturated with that. Uh, that's more likely why I can stand TV, mostly. Most of those programs... You know, the show host, Amphitriones, Los Amphitriones, the show host. Um, I just can't stand most of what I see, even on the news. And of course, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong, but to me, it's just not useful. I mean, it just, yeah, it's like, what am I going to do with that? I don't even believe in it. I can't take it seriously. It is so whitewashed. I just... uh, it's just better. And, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I, I do. Again, I like news with comedy. I guess we'll see. I think Trevor Noah has possibly a deal with CNN to get his primetime show. So they're kind of looking at uh, branching out to reach out to. And I guess they would do it. I would check it out for sure. Um, Trevor Noah. Um, because I, I kind of like the idea of being able to be in touch a little bit, you know, with what's going on in the US. And it would be a. Kind of a nice way, you know. It's light-hearted, and then you still have the topic that's being discussed. There's still a point that's being made, 
but it's funny. You know, wow, what, what a great combination that I like. But anyhow, so talking about political correctness, you know, uh, and I'm definitely, uh, I mean, I don't want to make waves, you know. I don't want to raise hell where I am. Like I said, I'm not interested in being right. It, just the idea of trying to convince somebody or to debate is really tiring. Now, to have a proper debate, meaning like the the person doesn't depend on being right to feel good or whatever, that they just have a point and they are capable of presenting it. And then, then they may have, you know, some uh, devil's advocate point about your argument. And I'm okay with that. But no more. I mean, you know, it's just it's just not that useful. What am I doing with it? You know? It's like, you know, you believe what you believe, that's fine. You know, this is your past. I, I don't know what you should do. Um, and then, what do you know about me? So, that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, But, to finish up the topic on, uh, I guess before I let you go, on that bubble. You know, so, yeah, being, uh, being aware of that, being mindful of... Uh, that environment that I have, you know, that it's just so comfortable, you know, so enjoyable. I have not had, uh, I mean, I've, I've been here, what, not quite two months. I've been on my own here now since I was last with Pilar. So, but I have not really had uh, like a case of the blues to where, um, well, we'll see. It's warming up. So last year it actually happened once. The temperature really started to warm up and you know, it felt more like pushed outward. You know, the cold is definitely bringing inside. So, But it's been very sustainable, you know, what I've had. I mean, I am aware, even as I'm doing it sometimes, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's as good as it gets. I mean, this is, this is really what works for me. I mean, I'm comfortable with it. It's sustainable. I keep repeating it. But it's like, is it really it? Am I, am I making the right choice? I mean, I still question. I, I think I more than likely will always be skeptical in terms of, yeah, I'm doing it because it makes sense now, but it doesn't mean that it's going to make sense forever. So, but it is, it is amazingly enjoyable. You know what I'm doing? Even the sitting. I mean, by the end, I mean, I am, I guess I'm kind of getting used to by now, but you know, sitting uh, cross-legged, uh, I don't know what you call what I'm doing because it's not the the semi the semi lotus or the full lotus one. I don't do that at all. My knees don't uh, doesn't work for me. But you know where you put one of the heels. I put my uh, my left heel against my crotch and then the other one basically. So they're not on top of each other, but they're they're right against me. So it helps with you know having your spines right and all of that. And uh, but it is you know my feet my legs go numb. My, well my feet I guess I should say. My feet go numb by the end because now I'm, you know, I do it for more than one hour at a time. So, but I am, the fact that I've done it and, you know, I think I started around, what, 20 minutes when I was back on it? And then, uh, well, because of the Camino, I didn't have the time to give to to meditation. Maybe I would have had, well, two, two, two conditions would have had to take place. One would have been to reserve the other place, so I knew I had a place waiting for me, so I could arrive late, and the other, that I could stay longer at that place, because many, pretty much by 8, 8.30, that's kind of a standard, they ask you to leave, so they can clean and they can get the next uh, 
the place ready for the next wave of pilgrims, which makes complete sense. But uh, yeah, even that because at time I can feel my back is bothering me, even though I know my back is actually doing very well because they are uh, asanas, so you know positions, body position that I do now. Where before I was feeling a tinge of something. And I'm not feeling anything. So I know that in terms of my flexibility, where the body is at, I'm doing good. But, uh, yeah, you know, by, by the end, and of course my mind is definitely the, the big deal. Meaning, like, it just feels like a minute is like 10 minutes by the end. It just like feels like time is dragging. So, uh, but yeah, all of that, you know, it's, but I keep doing it. Um, with, with what comes with even some of my asanas, my yoga position, they are some are more challenging, of course, some are more challenging than others. And, uh, but yeah, I keep doing them. So I keep doing all of those things. Um, and if anything, it feels like my, uh, the routine is extending, kind of like uh, Alexander the Great and <laughs> Magno. Uh, I don't know if Alex Alejandro El Magno, I guess that's what they call it in Spanish. I think the greatest magnum. I guess it's come from the it's really come from the Latin. And uh oh, cross here. And so you know, uh, it is still tricky at times in the evening, but you know, now having the church and having you know integrated that and so most of my days, I mean sometimes it feels like wow, they just kind of bam 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 bam. So they, they are moving quite fast, it feels. I guess all of us, I'm sure, can relate to that. The concept of at times feeling like it's dragging on and at other times that is just the time, time flies, yeah? El tiempo está volando. And uh, definitely, at least like, wow. Yeah, things are moving on. Look, another thing. I've started my fifth month on that intermittent fasting. I'm already there. It felt like it was yesterday I was talking about, yeah, I'm in my fourth month now. I mean, here I am in my fifth month. Anyhow. Anyhow. So beautiful day, getting my load of vitamin D. I mean, that's definitely something here. Um, because there is a debate about vitamin D. And I think there are some valid points to be made. Um, because it doesn't seem to have a... I mean, compared to like vitamin C. You can actually have issues with it, calcium, vitamin uh, E, vitamin A. There have been issues when you basically take more. That is problematic. Your body just uh, can't process it well. So it's important to not take too much. But vitamin D, I forgot what it is, the, the quota. Is it like 400? I forgot. Unit. And uh, basically people live in parts of the world where in the winter months, you don't really have access to the outdoor and to the sun. So therefore, you're going to deplete your stocks of vitamin D. So if you do spend regularly t time outside on a regular base during the rest of the year, it's more than likely not something that you have to worry about. Oh, no, unless if you do get a blood test and you'll find out very quickly where your vitamin D levels are. But in the winter, to basically supplement uh, might not be a bad idea. But, you know, I mean, for me, I'm looking at, what, how many days? Yeah. I mean, I have, well, no, I have not worn gloves at all. So, 
I have not worn gloves at all because I forgot. But you don't have to have your whole body, you know, bathing. And of course, you know, you have a <laughs> you have different type of skin. If you're suntan or if you're black or very dark colored, then you will need more sun. Then it's actually problematic because evolutionary speaking, you know, you were in a place where you had this abundance of sun. So you actually needed protection. And then people like me, crackers, you know, we needed all the help we could get because we didn't have much sun. I'm assuming it kind of makes sense on an evolutionary principle that, you know, to have the entire body so freaking white to being like, oh, there is there is one second of sun. Let me get all that I can out of it. Anyway, it's one way that it makes sense of it. And it makes sense for me as well. So, yeah, if you are, I guess, bottom line, maybe getting tested, if it's something that you're curious about, to finding, to finding out, you know, how well you're doing it. Could be fun, actually, to do it at the end of winter, if you want to try one winter, not doing it at all. And then, uh, basically, one, uh, basically, you could do it, like, at the end of fall, I guess, and at the end of winter. And then kind of seeing uh, where that's at. But at the same time, I'm going to finish on that. I'm going to finish on a skeptical note. And it's not just me also. I'm not basing that. I mean, when it comes to nutrition, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just spinning it differently at times. But there is controversy now around testing. Quite controversial, actually, and seriously. Like things like mammogram that basically cause more harm than they help. And there's a false positive and there are overdiagnosis, which means some people are being treated for cancer they're going to die with instead of because of, and that the, radio, the radiation kills some people from the testing. And then, of course, then there is a, a psychological distress because how we view cancer in our society, and apparently quite a few studies show, talking about how freak out women are with the idea of the big C word. You saw that was the other C word. No, no, this is the one that they really care about. And so some can get quite obsessed. And then they have a view, they have this biased view of mammogram as a, the holy messiah. Anyhow, so same thing with, you know, like getting your, your vitamin level checked or mineral or whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, when you enter that medical machine it can be tricky because it's very easy to find something and uh, that may not necessarily be good if that makes sense you know you may end up going down a path where you'll never get out of it kind of like uh you know being a juvenile and entering the the prison system the the, the correctional system here we go that was more of the word I was looking for, the correctional system, it can be very, very tricky to grow out of that. Anyhow, so I'll finish on a very nice note. <laughs> practicing, practicing, practicing. So I'm going to wish you all a, a beautiful day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and uh, I'm going to be heading more than likely not very long, but... I'm going to head to the library to do my my basic update. I'm thinking of, uh, what's that movie with uh, Brad Pitt, um, To Kill. Um, I don't know why I want to watch that movie again. 
but it's uh it's kind of like a hitman what's the name of that movie there are a few big hitter in there anywho but it feels like there's some cool line kind of like a, a richie movie you know the lock stock into smoking barrels uh i really like his uh, british movie i like the rhythm uh, shoot them to kill shoot to kill shoot them to kill hmm anyway, but anyway regardless that could be something because it's not on netflix so i'd love to go online to to find it anyway so from beautiful uh, and here i'm just in front of the so this is not the usual typical marking for the camino so the camino is uh, the yellow arrow so that is but there is this basically guy looks like he's running <laughs> and they have those things kind of like spray painted on this to let you know that i'm going the other way i'm going actually counter camino oh I, i'll finish on that what note actually and then i'll let you go remember i talked about the guy that i met the british guy you know and he asked me for my number and he asked me if i you know if i guided or if i would guide you know and uh and i was like eh and I'm like, well, yeah, here we go. Here's my, here's my number. If you want it, I'll give it to you. Doesn't matter. And it really doesn't. But what's interesting is that you uh, never did. <laughs> you know. And and again, I kind of thought in passing about it, because like, oh yeah, that's right. This guy had said all that stuff, and look what came out of it. Yeah, I'm not a big. I have to say. I'm not a big believer in the human word, and I really am not a big believer in a human being. I'm definitely not, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm not rooting for, I mean, it's not like I'm not rooting for my team, but I'm not impressed with my team, the human beings. You know, we're deceitful, we are selfish, we are tribal, we are all of those things, and that's why I'm, in a way I'm kind of excited about AI, because I do see a possible rainbow in terms of uh, an update that would actually work. You know, something is going to be so much smarter than us that it's going to be to manipulate us to end up behaving in a way that makes so much more sense. And no, I don't believe that. I'm not a gloom and doom kind of a guy. I believe that uh, Terminator, they're horrible. They're going to make the world worse. We are. We did that. <laughs> We have nobody else to blame but that, you know? Anywho. And at the same time, yes, I do love human beings, and there are beautiful things about them too. So, anyway, leaving it in a limbo, I'm going to wish you a beautiful day, guys, wherever you are, and then until next time.